The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, February 1st, and Tom Brady has officially retired. Yes, that's right. The second Tom Brady is retiring emergency podcast. Joining me to break down the career of Tom Brady and the, no doubt, controversial Instagram post with Tom Brady announcing his retirement. Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? I, I'm going through the, the stages of grief here. It's it's like it's cutting the wound when he left New England back open again. It's just, my God, it's actually finally here. Tom Brady actually retired. He's posted. It's crazy to actually think about. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, I think we all sort of I didn't believe it was happening. You know, the rumors started circulating even last, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and then we saw there were lots of shots of Tom Brady's family up in the booth. You started hearing that more people than normal were at the game for Tom Brady. It was weird. That, and then, you know, he got, you know, I mean, beat down by the, by the Rams and then storms back. And you're thinking, oh my God, this guy just can't die. And then, Jason Lockenfora, credit to JLC. Can't say it enough. He had it Friday night and said that Tom Brady was going to take his time, didn't want to take away from the championship games. And so this is exactly what, I mean, he did exactly what JLC said he would do. Yeah, he um, absolutely crushed it. I mean, he was, his report on Friday was he was going to take some time and it was probably, he didn't want to overshadow the, the championship games and it would probably be something, you know, it seemed like in the window of this week, right before, you know, after the championship games, right before the Super Bowl week, and lo and behold, Tuesday, it's it's actually come down official. So, yeah, JLC absolutely not only nailed the news, but the timeline, too, was impeccable by JLC. Yeah, and uh, obviously we talked about this on Saturday as well, but, you know, it wasn't – there were there were some soft, soft denials, I guess you could call them, but certainly, you know, I mean, I thought at the time, it was like, oh, my God, if these – you know, if this is not true – and Tom Brady has not decided to retire, which clearly he had decided by Saturday. You know, I think he had decided. He just wanted to do it his own way. Um, if Tom Brady had not retired, does he just come back for a spite store and just light everything on fire? I, I think that part of it probably has to do with the fact that Brady sort of sees the way that things went down at the end of 2021. You know, the Buccaneers were a very good team. I mean, they won the division easily, the number two seed in the NFC. Um, could have, I think, had the 40, ironically, the 49ers, Tom Brady's favorite team growing up, had the 49ers not beaten the Cowboys 
the Bucks would have drawn Dallas, San, uh, and the Rams are the Rams would have gone to Green Bay, and I think it's possible that Brady would have gotten a Dallas Green Bay matchup, and I think he could have come out of that, you know, going to the Super Bowl, and maybe that changes everything where he wins another one and he decides I don't want to retire, or, or he goes, or he goes. Do you think if he'd won this the Super Bowl this year that he would have walked away? Yeah, I th- I think that that's probably true. I think that if he had won. Back to back, you get to eight. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's much to prove there. You can walk away very similar to Elway, very similar to, to Manning. I mean, that is that is the the tip of the iceberg here. To me, I, I actually look at it a little bit differently. I think that if he, you know, the path and and you can look at how this season transpired. I almost wonder if he wasn't contractually linked to the Buccaneers for 2022. If we'd be having this conversation, if he was actually, you know, you he for, signed for 20 because his contract voids right. I believe he's still good for this year. And that, didn't he do an extension? A- am I right? He did an extension last year that reworked money. And then I think he would be under contract for next year. That's what huh? I was thinking too, that he had one more year left on his deal. But somebody was right. saying that maybe it, it voids out. Well, I, there's void years that when they reworked money, but I think that goes into like, yeah. I mean, if you look at like, I mean, like I haven't seen his actual contract. So, yeah. but I mean, you look at spot track, it's listed or, or over the cap, it's listed as under contract for 2022. So, yeah, I mean, I think, so wait, you think if he hadn't been tied to the Bucks for 2022, I think it changes his calculus a little bit. I think that he would look around the landscape and say, because the Buccaneers, I mean, I think we look at it right now and say that this team has a lot of free agents, a lot of guys that, you know, again, they brought the band back together to try to repeat, but it was tough it to just keep went that. In the cards. Yeah. It's, it's tough to keep that going forward. And I almost wonder if it was another one of those, hey, let's look around the league. Let's look at maybe a San Francisco. Let's look at a Tennessee. Two teams that he was reportedly interested in during his first free agent cycle. And if they're ready-made to do something very similar to what Tampa Bay was able to do in 2020, maybe does he think about making that final move. Specifically San Francisco, for me at least. You know, If if Trey Lance isn't ready, Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, they have a roster ready to go, you can end your career at the team you rooted for as a child. And and you have a good look at a Super Bowl, too, by joining that that roster. That would have made a lot of sense to me. But other than that... You know, it's 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 too tied. It's it's too complicated. I think financially and contractually with the Buccaneers, and I don't think that they're going to be that good next year. Or I don't. I think they've you know already missed that well, Super Bowl window. I think you can. I think you can make the case too that like as he's going down the stretch, and he, you know Antonio Brown goes off the reservation, yeah. Chris Godwin tears his ACL, so you, Brown's not coming back. You don't know what the deal with Goblin's going to be. I mean, it's just a you know rehab timeline. And Mike Evans is freaking awesome. You don't know if Gronk's coming back or wants to, one more rodeo. Um, you know, you could fight. Let's say Mike Evans gets hurt in the offseason, and all of a sudden you're throwing to Tyler Johnson and you know uh, Scotty Miller, who are really nice players, but you know, that's not going to be the high octane offense that you need. You have to, you know, you have to. It, it, again, they have a lot of free agents. Ryan Jensen, the center, is one. So it's. You would be you would be asking a lot of people to sacrifice, you know, potential finance financial you know uh, yeah. benefits to come back and, and and be with you. You'd have to the Bucks have to figure it out. I will say that the Buccaneers and also Sully, it's like this too. You know, sometimes well, I mean, you're not married, so you don't you don't. Um, so this doesn't apply to you technically, but like if I say I'm going to go have a beer on a Friday afternoon. And I'm gonna go have a beer with some friends. There's a window where I'm fine having, you know, two or th- like I can have two or three beers. If I stick around for that one extra beer, depending on the time, I'm gonna make my wife mad. And at what cost? Like, what's the benefit of that extra beer? You know what I mean? And I sort of look at it like this with Tom Brady. 
he has already asked his wife and his family to push this back as far as possible. If he looked at the Bucks and he looked at 2022 and thought, man, this is a Super Bowl window. I can go out on top. You know, maybe it's worth it to push it one more year with Giselle. But you look at it and say, oh, God. Put everything into another season. You know, I can walk away with, you know, no one is ever going to question anything. I don't know. It's like just, again, like just stay in for that extra. Is is the juice worth the squeeze to stay for that extra season? I think ultimately that's probably what it came down to. He can walk away happy, healthy, uh, with an undeniable legacy. No one's even saying like, oh, man, what if you just going out the year before on top? It's like, whatever, dude. You've led the league in passing at 44. I was just going to say, he, you know, he even though he did not win a Super Bowl in his last year, led the league in passing, had you know, an unbelievable, touchdowns. unbelievable statistical season that is going to have him probably second place for the MVP award. I mean, that's pretty good for a 44-year-old. And, and like you said there, too, it is interesting. You know, you don't want to get too greedy because not only do you want to, you know, you know, make, you know, not make your wife pissed, you know, obviously yeah. you, know, you don't want to do that, but you're also running the risk of it falling apart. I mean, you don't know. You well, know. I, I was I was just about to say the Tom Brady led the league in passing touchdowns, passing yards, but also in passing attempts at 719, which is an insane number and a career high for him. His previous career high, Sully, was 637 way back in 2012 when he was a, a young 35 years old. Uh, you know, we look, I, I, I've anecdotally speaking, when guys have that much mileage in a single year on their arm, sometimes you see a drop off there. And, and to your point, that may be what he's worried about. And so, you know, you're going out on a statistical high and you're not having that Peyton Manning final year in Denver, that Ben Roethlisberger season we saw this year, even that Drew Brees season we saw last year. It, it's it's a just year, completely Brees. impeccable end of his career in terms of his statistical standpoint. And also, it's good for business because he's going to be 45 years old if he played next year. I mean, I know he's like an alien and a robot, but he's still a 45-year-old man. He could get hurt. And all of a sudden, if Tom Brady's career ends on some sort of an, you know, I'm just, you know, an Achilles injury or something that's like devastating that you really can't come back from, that's a kind of a hit to the TB12 brand and what they've been doing with Alex Guerrero. So now that you could say, hey, listen, we made it to 45. It was time to go home. You know, I, I you know, I, I made it to 44. I wanted to go to 45, but it just wasn't in the cards. But we were still unbelievably slaughtering father time and, and our system works. You could still say that now. And if you never know what can happen in a 45 season. And, you know, right again, Ryan Jensen, a free agent, Tristan worse, the right tackle. Yeah. I mean, I think we expect him to probably be back for the start of the season, but maybe not. And if you're missing Jensen and worse, that becomes Dude. a whole different calculus in terms of what you can expect protection wise. He's had one of the best offensive lines in the league really for his entire career. I mean, there's, maybe like one year when Dante Skarnecchia retired uh, briefly and then they had to drag him back out because the, the offensive line wasn't good enough in New England. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about the Instagram post itself because this is generating a lot of interest. I, I mean, I saw, I mean, yeah, I, I understand the, I mean, we're asking about it. Jenny Dell asked us all about it on uh, on CBS Sports HQ as we were doing hits. Um, I, liked, I liked Scott Pioli's response. He's like, I I'm not getting into that. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> people are always looking for something to pull Tom Brady down. Um, w- Tom Brady on his Instagram post wrote a you know mo- a 
it's a lengthy Instagram post. So he's got the picture. And if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. And if you are watching on YouTube, by the way, smash that like button. Um, you know, he wrote, I've always believed that sport of football is an all in proposition. You got to have a hundred percent commitment. And, and, and he's not wrong. If you're, if you're, if you're playing the NFL, if you're playing the NFL and you're wavering on whether or not you want to play, it's going to, it's going to affect how you play. Yeah. And it's going to affect, and it, the, the craziest quote I heard from him, and I'll get back to the IG post, but I want to point this out, was the one that they posted on NBC uh, during that uh, Buccaneers-Rams game. And Tom Brady told the NBC crew during their production meetings that sometimes you can't always go out on top, and maybe it's not this year. And it's like, what? Did you just suggest that you might lose today? Like, you know you might lose? That's like, that's wild, bro. I mean, that's not the Tom Brady thing. So if you're if you're wavering at all on whether or not you want to be in the NFL, then it's probably time to walk away. So credit to him for, for doing that. And he said, this is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I'm not going to make that com competitive commitment anymore. Um, he also goes on to thank, and Debo, you can scroll. Uh, let's see. He thanks. Uh, one more to my Bucks teammates the past two years. I love you guys. You know, full paragraph for Bucks teammates. Uh, on the next page, he thanks to all the Bucks fans. A full paragraph to the city of Tampa and the entire region. Thank you to the Glazer family. Thanks the owners of the Bucks. Uh, he also on the next page thanks Jason Light, the GM. He thanks Bruce Arians. Thanks for putting up with me, Bruce. <laughs> Interesting. Thanks all the Bucks coaches. Thanks all the Bucks uh, staffer and employee. Thanks Alex Guerrero. Thanks his agents Donnie and Steve Dubin. Um, I think Dubin's still the agent, right? And then he thanks his parents and his entire family. And lastly, to my wife, Giselle, my children, Jack, Benny, and Viv. Vivi, you're my inspiration. The one, the people he didn't thank that are upset about it. I mean, and real upset about it. Patriots fans. Um, you pointed out on HQ that the picture of Tom Brady is from where? That he it, is, it is from earlier this season. And, of course, you could pick any photo that you would want from Tom Brady's career. I mean, the guy's played for 22 years. Two You've only beaten seasons. the Patriots once. There's only, like, a small set of photos there to and, use. And, of course, that's where the photo is from. It's from that earlier game this season when he was in Foxborough playing the Patriots. That is Brady at Gillette Stadium. It's tough to see, but, you know, the, the minds of Twitter have, have identified it. That is, it is at the Gillette Stadium. It was at that game where he was able to beat the Patriots. So, you know, you almost think that, you know, yes, the statement, he's saying goodbye to Tampa. He's ending his career. You know, he already did the goodbye to the Patriots when he left them in free agency. He already had that. But when you look at the picture and you kind of, Tom Brady's a very calculated guy. Without the he's, picture, I wouldn't be, I, I still think, I think it's ridiculous that Patriots fans are making it about them. It's like, it's, you, you're supposed to like be happy for Tom Brady. You know, he thanked you. He gave, he, he was never coming back to New England, you know, um, I, I I know people, I know it's been sort of twisted that Tom Brady left New England. I do think Belichick sort of chased him off. Right. And, and and there was just a, the timing for this. It was a split. Not, not like Tom's like, peace, I'm out. Like, suck it, New England. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what he could have done to make Patriots fans happy in that post. Because if he thanks them after he thanks everyone from Tampa, are they still mad? Do they, you know, did they have to be included first because Tom Brady will, you know, is, is, is considered a Patriot. Um, you know, if he thanks the Patriots fans and the Patriots organization, but not Robert Kraft, how does Robert Kraft feel? Cause the Glazers got thanked. If he thanks the Pats and Pats fans and, and Robert Kraft and not Bill Belichick, how does Belichick feel? Does, does he have to thank Josh McDaniels, Charlie? I mean, like at a certain point, you can't thank 
every single person from the Patriots while also thinking everybody from the Bucks. I mean, simply based on how much room there is on the platform of Instagram. Right. But I also do think, I mean, that, but we're also talking about an extremely long post. It's not like he was like, peace out, I'm out of here. Right. And you're like, okay, in, in, the, in the spirit of brevity, he's just like going off into the night. It was pretty, you know, I mean, he was going down to like, you know, everybody, he was going down to the cafeteria people at the Buccaneers facility. I mean, it was pretty intense about who he was thanking. So I could see, listen, I could see why Patriots fans are a little miffed. Why, you know, hey, listen, you spent 20 years in New England. You've made your career as a, as a member of the Patriots. It doesn't have to be a swan song like you saw when he first left in free agency, but can it be a, listen, had great 20 years in New England, good two years in Tampa Bay, and I'm officially walking away. Just a subtle, I think people were looking for a subtle nod to the you know tip of the cap. More any, than anything sort else. Of, any sort of nod. And then you could also make the case, and not that like Patriots fans care what Buccaneers fans think, but if you're a Buccaneers fan, or do you feel, you're like, hey, like what? Like, does he put the, you know, I don't know if you put the Patriots fans first and you're sort of disrespecting the, right. I don't even know if it has to be like a, who comes first or anything like that. I think it would have been just anything. Like if you just say, Hey, listen, great. You know, obviously you have to thank the Buccaneers because that's the team that you just played for, for two years. You have to, you know, play the game there. But at the end, when you're, you know, I, I still feel like there was some room somewhere to say, you know, had a great, obviously 20 years in new England. And that's pretty much, I think anybody would be fine with And, and honestly too, if he had just posted like a picture of him at, you know, with the Buccaneers and then one slide of him as a young kid with the Patriots, I think that that would have been fine. He maybe not even had to have mentioned the Patriots. You know, you could have just threw a picture of the year 2000 when you're in, you know, training camp and nobody <laughs> even knows your name. He didn't want to post a picture of him looking all old and stuff. <laughs> uh, I did see the, the Patriots tweeted, thank you, Tom, uh, and included a boat with Tom's Tom Brady sailing off into the sunset that included seven Super Bowls, which I thought was a little interesting. Yeah. I hated is, that. Is it, <laughs> I hated that. Right, 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 see that? There, there you go. Pastor's <laughs> like, don't include that Buck Super Bowl in there. This is garbage. <laughs> Tommy. Um, you know, I'm saying, I, I don't know. I like, I think, a, I think a different, I think it's, there's probably like three or four fan bases that would be outraged by, by this lack of inclusion. And it's the Patriots. And there, there's, you can see this on a, uh, on youtube.com slash pick six youtube uh, we go live we show we live we got a bunch more coaching hires to do live too so uh, make sure and hit the subscribe button uh hit the bell too you'll get alerts uh when we go live as you can see the seven super bowls in there it, I, i'm trying to see if there's like any sort of placement that we should take from this i was trying to do the same thing i was even reading the license plate i'm like, <laughs> like well, what's up with the rubber ducky that couldn't have been i mean i guess you can't put a and, and like if if the if the pats had put uh, Buccaneers logo on that boat too. Well, it's a duck. It's a duck. Boat. would be outraged. It's supposed. It's supposedly a duck boat. Oh yes. If, if that. If it was a Buccaneers logo, I think people would freak out. But I think what that is is a duck boat. What they drive for the championship parades around yeah, Boston. Sure. So you know that's that's what it is. But yeah, I mean you know I think that most Patriots fans are just territorial. Brady's supposed yeah. to be our guy. He was here for twenty years, and. I don't I mean, know. Tom Brady is a Patriot. Like nobody's nobody at the end of the day is gonna be like, oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, we've the even seen this. We've even seen this even before this official announcement. When I, I saw on so, and this doesn't really bother me that that much. Is but like if you, you've seen like people like doing the the like the mesh jerseys where it's like half Buccaneers, half right. Patriots, and people are like, there's more Buccaneers than there are Patriots. I'm like, all right, that we can relax on. Right. I don't, right, I don't right. need that. I don't need that in my life. I don't right. need that that stress. But 
you know, I can understand, you know, and I don't, and it's interesting because I don't, I'm trying to think of another figure that you can kind of make this with. I mean, maybe Indian, I don't know how Indianapolis Colts fans feel about Peyton and his I, relationship. I think you're pretty territorial and, and it was sort of the same thing because remember like Peyton Manning was cut by the Colts, was yeah. released by the Colts and they tried to frame it up in this big, happy, you know, fun time departure. Like, And as we talked about, nobody blames the Colts for going with Andrew Luck. Ultimately, they made the, the wrong decision because Manning, Manning won the Super Bowl, Colts didn't, and was it put up monster numbers uh, in, there in Denver. Um, but yeah, I think I think those fan bases are just a little less uh, intense yeah, and that's abrasive. True. That's true. Right? I mean, like a little more you know, Midwest. Like, you know, Buccaneers fans aren't like, no, F you, Pats, he's ours, you know? I mean, and, and Broncos fans aren't like, screw y'all, Peyton's ours. I mean, and Peyton was there a little bit longer, but I, I think, um, yeah, I think that's a similar. Debo, do you have is there somebody like AJ Feely from the? Eagles? No, I, I was just gonna go cross sport, and it's like you know, if if Jordan was actually good on the Wizards, I feel like Chicago would feel some type of way, but he wasn't competing for titles or even the playoffs at that point. Sad at that point, he was an all star caliber player, but yeah, Bulls fans weren't like, oh, Wizards fans are claiming our guy now. Brady won the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think Brady winning the Super Bowl. You know, it, was, it, it was a weird year too. It was 2020. So it's like almost a surreal dream. But I think Brady winning the Super Bowl for Tampa Bay probably, I mean, it probably causes Pats fans to be even a little more territorial, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean we don't think of Joe Montana with the Kansas City Chiefs. We, I mean, right. we, you know, because he, I mean, didn't, he went to an AFC championship, right? But like he didn't win a Super Never Bowl. Never won a Super Bowl, right? right so right. it's, you know, it's not the same. He's not hoisting a Lombardi, he's not the pinnacle of the sport. And so you're when you're reminding of the greatness of Joe Montana, it's all with the San Francisco 49ers. And you throw in that little cliff note about the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Buccaneers are a huge part to Tom Brady's story. It's the exclamation point of his career. He left the team that he had won six Super Bowls with. He won a Super Immediately Bowl. Immediately won team. a Super Bowl. Away from Belichick. Away from all the debate yep. of who is it, who isn't it. And then in his final year, he led the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. I mean... It is an exclamation point to his career that it's not it's not something that you just say, oh yeah, he joined the Buccaneers. That was like a Wizards. He was on the Wizards. No, yeah, he went and was unbelievable with them. So that it's it is inter- it, it takes on a little bit more than just a two year stint. It, it was really an exclamation point. It's the best way I, I, mean, I guess far far of us maybe a close comp too that we didn't mention. You know, I mean, traded to the Jets, ends up going to Minnesota and just spiting the Packers and nearly won a Super Bowl, but didn't. I mean, that's maybe that's the, like, I think if Favre had won a title with the Vikings, it would be a very different, not, I mean, not different. It would have taken a little bit longer for, for Packers fans to get over it, yeah. particularly if I guess he wouldn't have won it. He would have won it before Rogers, but yeah, I mean, like if he, you know, if he won it in 2009, I mean, I think, you know, it, I mean, it, it would be a tough scene for, for Packers fans. And it is weird too, because it's a weird tug of war that I think New Englanders play or Patriots fans play because I would say probably 75% of them, 80%, maybe even 90% were rooting for him last year in the Super Bowl. It's not like we were, you know, folks were saying, oh, I don't want him to do well in Tampa Bay. So it further props up his legacy with New England. I think that they still wanted him to win. You know, I would certainly, you know, yeah, I think that's are rooting for him. And so I, it is interesting how, you know, that you're rooting for him, but also that, elevates his his tenure with that team too yep absolutely all right let's take a break when we come back we'll talk a little more maybe maybe we'll just talk about tom brady's legacy 
and, and whether or not he'll be in the Hall of Fame next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Five years from now, Tom Brady will be eligible to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame, the 2027 class. Um, suffice to say, he will get in. <laughs> And it was, I think what's interesting, I mean, look, he's getting in. So Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champion, most of all time, five-time Super Bowl MVP, most of all time, three-time NFL MVP, two-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year, uh, doubled up on MVP and OPOY uh, twice. Actually won the uh, 2009 NFL Comeback Player of the Year uh, after his ACL three-time. This is kind of shocking that he's only a three-time first-team All-Pro. A little weird. Three-time second-team All-Pro, 15-time Pro Bowler, five-time NFL passing touchdown leader, including the final year of his career. So he, he led the league in passing touchdowns in 2002 and 2021. There's like a legal, uh, uh, like you can, like you can, you're a legal adult in between there, which is just insane. <laughs> led the league in passer rating twice. I uh, led the league in completion percentage twice. As a member of the 2000s all-decade team and also a unanimous member of the 2010 all-decade team. Will almost certainly... Will you get on the 2020 All-Decade team? Maybe not. May it would have to be a really down year, but with the quarterbacks that we're about to, you know, yeah, I think Mahomes, if Mahomes, yeah, that'd Mahomes, be Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, even yeah, over the Herbert. Next, I mean, it's, the next that'll eight be years, tough. yeah, that'll probably probably won't get on there. Um, and uh, oh, I guess technically it was a national championship, national champion in college in 1997. Is that right? I forgot about that. No way we talking about that. Um, yeah. Listed as, I guess Michigan was the top-ranked team. Huh. That's what flies under the radar, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because it wasn't. I, I feel like we were talking about Joe Burrow, uh, you know, pulling that feet off. And no, but Burrow's the only guy to win the Heisman too. Because Brady. Oh, did. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, is holds the records for most career wins, most career passing attempts, most career passing completions, most career passing touchdowns, most career passing yards, most pass completions in a season, the longest touchdown pass, ninety-nine yards, tied with many other people. Um, I mean. Plus a fantasy football game on that uh, that touchdown. Wes Welker in Miami, Monday Night Football. That was oh, terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. I lost fantasy football week, though. Crazy that it's like the, his 99 his touchdown passes to Wes Welker and not Randy Moss. Yeah, that's yeah, um, true. Yeah, retires it. You know, it was a six-round pick, 199th overall. Everyone knows the story. 20, what, 20, how many years of the Patriots? 20, 20. or 19 years of the Patriots and then two years of the Bucks? Or no. yeah, 20 years of the Patriots, 19 as a starter. Yeah. Yeah, and that's right. Twenty years of the Pats, nineteen as a starter, two years with the Buccaneers, a Super Bowl, six with the six Super Bowls with the Pats, one with the Bucks, and yeah. And, and as somebody puts out, Brady was not the starter for that national championship team. In okay, 97. so that's why it flies under the radar. But he did technically win a title. Um, I mean, I what? Uh, all right. So what for you as a Pats fan growing up? What like what's 
what's the one memory or, or not i mean like i don't know sum up sum up the experience of growing up with tom brady I mean, it, it's just an un, it, really, I did grow up with Tom Brady. I mean, it, it's unbelievable where you say I was in third grade. My mom pulled me out of school to go to the 2001 Super That's Bowl championship parade. Wild. To, to I, was have, in, you know, I was like a uh, sophomore in college or junior in college. So she that. pulls, she pulls me out, you know, and, and I'm, I'm there with all these drunk people. They're all screaming and stuff. And I'm, I'm barely understanding like what's going on. Obviously a huge Patriots fan, but. And now you fast forward, and at the end of his career, I'm, I'm now covering the NFL, and, and largely because and, of and, Tom and Brady. By the way, it should be pointed out that that was the Patriots' first ever Super Bowl championship. Yeah, yeah. Like Tom Brady brought them their Belichick brought them their first ever championship. Not and like not only that, it was the first for Boston since probably the '80s right. with the Celtics. So you know, probably, I think it was probably the first since the um, since 1986 with the Celtics. So it'd be it'd be like Bill Simmons built his you know built his Boston sports you know like, like that was part of the thing it's like boston people are desperate rabid for a title and we're dealing with bad teams all over the place i mean you know boston was terrible in the 90s i mean the patriots didn't go to a super bowl but they were you know loserville i mean there was a legitimate i think boston globe front page calling it loserville and bill belichick's one of the coaches that is on there which is hilarious to see in, in retrospect but you go from that to to what it is now it, it's just unbelievable and I think, you know, you can even look at it from seven years ago today when Tom Brady announced his retirement was Super Bowl 49. And the narratives going into that Super Bowl, the Patriots had lost two Super Bowls to the Giants. They hadn't won a Super Bowl since 2004. They drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. You're wondering, is this the end for Tom Brady? Is this the end of this run? If they can't win this Super Bowl against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, does Bill Belichick decide to blow it up? Does it change the landscape of the Patriots? And do they roll with Jimmy Garoppolo? They end up winning it with a Brady's unbelievable fourth quarter, obviously the Malcolm Butler interception, and it sparks up a second wave of Super Bowls for Tom Brady. He wins four of them, three with the New England Patriots. And it just completely, you know, that's a Hall of Fame career in just that seven seasons. And so it, it is the waves that they were able to go through with Brady whether it was obviously with the Patriots early in the 2000s, even that drought when they were going undefeated, going to Super Bowls, putting up statistical, just unbelievable seasons. It is pretty remarkable what we just saw. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that actually happened. We we got to live during the greatest football players era. The um, So the Pats won, of course, in his first season of starter, won the Super Bowl, beat the Rams, the greatest show on turf, basically derailed their budding dynasty. Um, then, uh, they took out the Panthers and two years later, they missed the playoffs the following year after winning the first Super Bowl, which yeah. is wild to think about. They beat the Panthers the year, the, in 2003 and then beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl in 2004, the famous Donovan McNabb puking all over himself game, which uh, would be a lot more painful if the Eagles hadn't beaten Brady later down the road. Um, so Tom Brady, I, I think it's what, uh, started nine and zero in the playoffs. He didn't lose a playoff game for the first three years that he went to the playoffs. They won the first three Super Bowls. I mean, I remember at the time, it's like, is this, like, is this possible? You know, it's just like, this is impossible. What if this guy never loses a playoff game? And you're right. that You can, in HQ, I think was the first one to do it, but you can you can always divide up, and Debo, you might have the graphic. We can divide up his uh, his career into three separate parts, and all three parts are Hall of Fame careers. He's He was that good. Um, but you mentioned something on HQ earlier, Sully, that I thought was interesting but because I agree with it completely and I think we should expand on it a little bit. The Patriots, after winning those that third Super Bowl, uh, you know, 
we, the Spygate thing happened mm -hmm. in 2000, uh, 2007, right as they were building out this team with Randy Moss and Wes Welker and reinventing the offense with the idea that Tom Brady was going to be no longer this sort of game manager with pretty good stats. And, and he'd, he'd already had, you know, he'd led the league in passing touchdowns. He'd already developed into a really good quarterback. But they unleashed this offense in 2007 with Randy Moss bombing the ball. I mean, bombing the ball over the place to Moss, running up, and the, and the Spygate stuff caused him to run up the score on everybody. They, they just uh, like, I mean, I don't remember how much you remember. I mean, you probably, you're probably in what, like seventh grade or something like that? Or no, I get, yeah. Uh, 2007. Oh, you're probably in like 10th grade. Yeah, you were in high school. So, I mean, I'm sure you have vivid memories of yeah. the sportsmanship discussions because that was all people oh, were yeah. like, oh, the Pats, so the, uh, the Pats, you know, so the Pats be fine for their, you know, behavior. It was just like insane stuff in the, in the sense that it, it was all, it was all you might talk about for months was whether the Pats were bad sports for running up the score on other teams. And it was just a hot take discussion constantly. Um, they lose that they lose that Super Bowl to the Giants, of course, and then they didn't. They don't go back to the Super Bowl because Tom Brady tears his ACL. They don't go back to the Super Bowl until 2011, at which point they also lose to the Giants. And so, fast forward to February 1st, 2015, exactly seven years ago today, and the Patriots are finally back in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. There was. And I, we talked about this on Saturday, I think, but there was leading into this game this legitimate sense that, man, the Patriots haven't won a Super Bowl since the Spygate thing. And Deflategate was just starting to bubble up. Oh, the God, that's right. It was the Deflategate Super Bowl. Yeah, it was just starting to bubble up. That's right, because they had the buzz had been building on that, too. And that they had um, because they had beaten Indianapolis in the AFC Championship game because okay. Indy had knocked off Peyton. Right, I think that Andrew Luck knocked off the knocked off Manning in Denver. I think and so. Then, yeah, and then the Pats blew out the the Colts in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and that and, was off the Ravens game. It was from the Ravens to the Colts, then to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Ravens game was the wasn't it the hold it wasn't it the um you the illegal the formation book. game? Yeah, you got to check the rule book game. When, yeah, and so a lot of people think that that's where it, you know started Deflategate, where the Ravens right, took off the Colts. And, yeah, Harbaugh and called. Then that's how that started. Yeah, that's right. So everyone is back being pissed at the Patriots again. But the, there was a – I mean, I swear there was – because I, I was at that Super Bowl in Arizona. There was a legitimate sort of feeling like, man, you know, the Seahawks are this elite defense. They just thrashed the Broncos in the Super Bowl. And the Patriots haven't won one since 2004. Obviously, Tom Brady is still a Hall – like, you know, slam dunk Hall of Famer, incredible career. But, like, what happens if they don't win – you know, it, like, if they don't – if they don't beat the Seahawks on that Malcolm Butler interception – is it possible that we see the Seahawks stick together? They went to they, you know, the Legion of Boom comes back. There's none, none of that uh, you know, dissension there. And and maybe the Patriots are like, this just isn't working anymore for whatever reason. I mean, is that is that a what if that exists, do you think? Totally, 100%. I mean, again, like I said, they had Garoppolo on the roster. It was a guy that they handpicked in the second round, the highest. They've ever taken a quarterback prior to Mac Jones coming to town. That was going to be the guy. That was who Belichick wanted to ascend to be the starter post-Brady, whenever that was going to be. And if all of a sudden you lose that Super Bowl, you really have to start asking those questions. And, and another thing there, too, is, you know, a, a narrative for that Super Bowl is, you know, we were talking about Brady as an all-time great first ballot Hall of Famer. But right there is when he started to say, okay, now he's on the level with 
Joe Montana. We're talking, you know, it's his fourth Super Bowl. Yep. He's starting to ascend, and you know, then he started, then he just like blew right past him after all those other championships. But prior to that, I mean, he was just considered a among the greatest quarterbacks that have been around in the Elways and the in the Marinos and the Mannings and in all of that. But this latest run from from seven years ago to now is when he separated himself to be considered, you know, the greatest of all time, which is again a remarkable feat. Yeah, and it, I mean, it just it it sort of like I think it probably rejuvenated, um, you know, how Brady felt about I don't know how Brady and the Pats felt. It's like it's like all right, well, you won. It's sort of like last year. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl with the Bucs. Maybe he thinks if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, does he think about walking away? Because I, I do think it um I think you've you hear this refrain over and over again that while it's 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 awesome to go out on top, it's really hard to go out on top because you have to be willing to walk away knowing you just won the Super Bowl and thinking maybe we can win another one. So I think it, it, it makes it it makes it um I just I don't know. I think it would be hard for Tom Brady to walk like all of a sudden, it's like, all right, maybe we're going to end this thing in New England. And now it's like, well, no, we got to run this thing back. Well, I can give you a great example of how Super Bowls change the mindset. Brady himself said uh, in the man in the arena, the, the 2007 one, that first loss to the Giants in the perfect season. He said himself, if I had won that game and we had gone undefeated, I don't know if I would have that same motivation to play until I'm in my late 40s or anything. Sure. I've, I've accomplished. I went, I've gone 4-0 in the Super Bowls, and the last one was a undefeated 19-0 perfect season at that point. He, he said himself, I don't know if I would have that same motivation to keep going, to keep pushing, because I've already accomplished so much. And so the fact that he had lost that one, it, it changed his focus. And obviously the next year he tears his ACL, meets Alex Guerrero, and he kind of takes on that new – you know, TB12 method. So he met Alex Guerrero when he was doing the rehab for the ACL. Yeah, Willie McGinnis introduced him. Mm. And I mean that changed. I mean that changed how. Like, what if he's just regular old Tom Brady with no special TB12 methods and whatnot? I mean, it changes how he built, tries to build his brand. It changes how probably how he plays. I mean, the idea that Tom Brady tears his ACL now is like what? Tom Brady couldn't tear his ACL. I mean, he's he's like super flexible, and um, you know, if he doesn't change the diet and change the routine maybe he isn't playing until he's he probably isn't playing until he's, he's definitely not playing until he's 44 you know right um and then the following year after they beat the seahawks they lose to the broncos in the afc championship game mm-hmm. uh crazy von miller game and then of course von miller goes nuts on the panthers and the broncos win the super bowl peyton gets that second super bowl um and uh and then the following year after that was the comeback against the falcons which i think probably same sort of thing, right? Maybe he, maybe he lose, maybe he loses to the Falcons and is like, like is like that, that was tough, man. They they you know they they got the better of us and they move on to Jimmy G because Jimmy G was still on the team then, right? I think so. I, I think the Eagles season was when they tra- when they lost to the Eagles that following year. I think is when they traded him. Oh yeah, because the the first four games of the season against the, that year were the oh true season. true yeah yeah yep, so, yep, yeah, so Jimmy G. Yeah. And, and Jacoby Brissett filled in for, for Brady. Um, and then, so you have the, you know, you have this incredible comeback against the Falcons. And, you know, again, how does that not rejuvenate or how does that not instill in you this sense? Like I can still win more. Yeah. I want to keep winning. Um, so the next year, freaking back in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, and then, of course, he gets the one more with the Ram- against the Rams, uh, which all these games really close could have gone either way. You know, Tom Brady could be, I think he could be at worst, maybe like 
not counting the Bucks. He could have been like one in five with the Patriots in the Super Bowl in theory, but yeah. also could have been seven and up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those all of those games were helmet catch, curse Malcolm Butler. Wait, 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 so he wait, he had he was six and three with the, so he could be one and eight. He was yeah, he was six and three with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could you be know, one again. and eight. But could also be could also be uh, nine and zero. I mean, it wouldn't that wouldn't be crazy at all, you know? I mean, you, you know, as much as we you say like. You know, he's a Malcolm Butler, not interception away from losing that Super Bowl. You could go to those Giants ones and say, "All right, Manningham catch, uh, David Tyree." Sure. You can you can make you can make all of those arguments, and so it is it is crazy to see how those just those games flipped and how close that they were. There was never really a Super Bowl that was the Eagles one. The first Eagles one was the only one that was like close. You know, or, yeah. you know, uh, um, it was enough of a blowout that you felt comfortable but also it was not like it was like you know it it's not like it was super bowl 50 right was that the one where they or no 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 the, the seahawks um broncos one where they absolutely shelled them yeah, yeah there was never anything like that right, right right but yeah i mean i think yeah the most um and even like 13-3 against the rams i mean that game was really really close yeah. until the very end so yeah i mean it's i mean it's a it, it you know it's all these ev- like all these sort of events and getting lucky. I mean, just the way that his career in New England lasted longer than maybe it could have just because of some good breaks and some bad breaks. You know, uh, it, it's it's kind of wild to see how it's intertwined. Well, I think that one of the more underrated things, and this is going back a, a, a long way, right to the start of it. Um, the one of the more underrated things about Brady and, and, and just how he became Tom Brady. And I don't, you know, we, we often say like, we'll never see Tom Brady again. We'll never see somebody do this again. You know, you never know. You know, Patrick Mahomes yeah, can yeah, go off. You're not, not going to see it again. The one thing that I don't think you'll ever see again, and what I'm getting at, is Drew Bledsoe was given a $100 million contract. He was the first $100 million quarterback Crazy. in the NFL. Highest paid, record-breaking. And the next year, they just let Tom Brady take over. And it's just, he is the guy. It is, it is all set. The wheels are moving. And they just move off of him. I don't know if a franchise will be able to will ever do that again. Will ever do that. I don't know if they, you know, if they gave Patrick Mahomes a quarter billion dollar contract and all of a sudden the next year this guy comes in Nick Foles style and wins a Super Bowl and you're like, "Well, actually we're just going to stick with that guy." I just don't know if franchises will ever do that ever again. Yeah, I think it'd be very unlikely. It's a weird kind of underrated thing that happened where it's just they moved on from a guy that they gave generational record-setting NFL money to and I don't think with the way these prices are going with these quarterbacks, that'll ever happen again. No, I, very, very unlikely. Um, it worth pointing out, like even Patrick Mahomes, and I, th- I saw that somebody I was going to mention this anyway. So shout out to Serge for for uh, for tossing the chat as well. But like Patrick Mahomes has been a starter for four years. He's hosted four AFC Championship games. He has one Super Bowl win. I'm not saying that that's. I'm not like criticizing him for it. I think Chiefs fans are thrilled that they have one Super Bowl win and they've been to two Super Bowls. It's just the point is it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And so even if Mahomes plays, I mean, 15 more years, which is, you know, these guys, most quarter, most quarterbacks, like the, the live, the, the career length of quarterbacks is definitely extended past what it was 15, 20 years ago. That's just, but I mean, like, so is the, like the lifespan of most you know humans. I mean, like, you know, we're, we're just, we're People are just living longer. Medicine is better, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to be able to play longer. But, you know, I, I do think that it, it's it's asking a lot for a quarterback to play 
20, you know, into their 40s. I mean, it's just not going to happen with everybody. Look at Philip Rivers walking away, Big Ben walking away, Aaron Rodgers contemplating retirement. Uh, you know, it's you're just not going to have you're you're not going to see very many quarterbacks you know, rip off several Super Bowls to start their career and then have this extended second run where you're ripping off another set of Super Bowls. It's just it's just going to be hard to do because you're asking a head coach to go along with you most of the time. And, well, it's and, one of those things, too, with, with Mahomes is a great example. And, and, you know, you can link it to Brady. He's been to four AFC championships in his first four years. Brady was in the Super Bowl for, you know, three times in his first four years. And then after that, it was a decade where he was unable to win a championship. You kind of got to make those count when you get there. When you get to those AFC championship yep. games, when you get to the Super Bowl, you have to cash in when you're talking about trying to contend with a Brady to get to that all-time status. And, you know, you're, you're, it's it's not easy. I mean, you're talking about a, a Chiefs Super Bowl uh, championship a few years ago, which required them to come back from a 24-0 deficit in the, eight, in the divisional round against the Houston Texans. I mean, a lot of crazy things need to happen you, yep. to, to, in order to hoist that Lombardi trophy. It's not like... You just waltz in it every year, even though, you know, sometimes Brady made it seem that way, but. Well, and the other thing too, is that the Patriots during their run and people, I mean, people tried to discredit Tom Brady and Bill Belichick because they had the AFC East and it made life easier and they beat up on the, you know, the tomato cans. What is it? Uh, who's it? Uh, Shaughnessy says that. Shaughnessy, the tomato cans in the AFC East, you know, the Jets and the Bills. And look, the Jets and Bills and Dolphins were really bad for a long time, but uh, credit to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick for, and they have, you know, uh, not bad ownership across the board, but generally speaking, bad decision-making, largely in part because they're trying to play catch-up with Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick. Um, that gave them an advantage because you you look at these Super Bowls, very often it was getting that first round by. Mm -hmm. And in the, old, in the old playoff format, two teams had a first round by. Now it's just one. That's going to make it having just one team is going to make it infinitely harder to get that first round by for even somebody like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. We saw how difficult it was and neither of them got it this year. Like you have these two elite guys. Uh, so, and not you know, only I that, Will, you know, you're, you're adding a 17th game. And when you're talking about quarterbacks trying to do what Tom Brady did, you're talking, like you said, like 15 more years for Patrick Mahomes. So if you say 15 more years and you add that 17th game, that's almost another full season of abuse that you got to put on when you sure. add that extra game, which is no small thing. I mean, Mahomes, you know, Brady's a pocket passer, doesn't run around. Mahomes does move around a little bit. We've already seen it a couple of times where he's gotten injured. You know, he's the, the closest, you know, I think everybody assumes that he's the guy. If there was going to be one in the NFL right now, it would be Mahomes. But I mean, he's had some injuries there too. You gotta, you gotta factor that in as well. Yep. I agree completely. Um, okay. Anything else for uh, on Tom Brady? No, nothing. I mean, that was uh, quite a ride. Quite a ride. It's unbelievable. I mean, I was in. I mean, I was in college when he started. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I mean, again, you see, you pointed out first Super Bowl, you were in third grade, and now you're yeah. you know covering it. Now you're talking about his retirement on CBS Sports HQ and on the and on the Pick Six podcast. Who could have imagined? <laughs> I don't think I don't think third grade Sully would have been like, oh, you know what, uh, this is gonna be pretty cool. He's like, all right, all right, that, that's all right. You know, he did all right. I mean, shoot, you probably would, third grade Sully's like, all right, cool, one title. Like, you know, like that's it, it's weird too because I mean, like I grew up a Duke fan, right? And so I was in you know tenth grade, and Duke's just you know ripping off titles, and the Braves won the Super Bowl World Series in '95. I'm I mean, like, you know, I, 
I was like, yeah, this is what you do. Just your teams just win titles. Like, like, why would your teams not win titles? Would you choose to to lose? Uh, you know, as a Patriots fan growing up, it had to have been the sort of the same thing. Like, even though the it, you know, you I mean, know, it was it was the best. I mean, it's the best. It was the best. You know, not only did I, you know, I was lucky enough to grow up with the Patriots winning Super Bowls, but I, I've seen every team that I root for win a championship, and it was spearheaded by Brady. You know, starting off that golden age that we we call it in, in Boston sports. So I mean, listen. Him going out and retiring, Dave Ortiz just getting uh, into the Hall of Fame. It is kind of that 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 ending ending point for that era. I mean, you know, promising the Patriots are promising Belichick's still here and all that stuff, but you know that is that is quite the end of an era uh, in Boston sports for sure. Tom Brady officially retires. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Smash that like button. Of course, uh, subscribe and uh, and hit the alert button so you'll the next time a uh, a seven time Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, retires you'll be alerted that we are going live to talk about it appreciate you hopping on sully and uh talk to you soon man there's a very bright shining light sarajevo and they needed to kill that light from producers matt damon and ben affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band youtube youtube they represent a personification of our resistance the hollywood reporter hails kiss the future moving and inspirational kiss the future viva sarajevo kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on paramount plus go to paramount plus to try it free terms apply